ML Nation, episode 250. It doesn't matter where you are today. Where you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be based off all the decisions that you made. So whether you're happy or whether you're not happy, you have to make that decision to make the change. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? How passionate are you at? How passionate committed you to your purpose and vision? Your number one, your clarity. Number two, your passion. Because your passion and your belief and your clarity Right? That's what's going to ultimately attract people to your business. It's going to what, fire up your team and also what's going to hold you accountable. And my purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. God told me that purpose when I read Purpose Driven Life back in 2003. Yeah, it's to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing because number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. My second belief is network marketing allows us to give back more. And my third belief is network marketing allows us to be better parents because you're always leading by example. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. So what's your purpose and vision? You must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you're never going to do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. So that's why your purpose and vision is so, so, so important. Make sure you're clear with that. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like ML Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from Sean from Down Under. All right. I love my fellow Aussies out there. It says, fantastic podcast. I've been listening to this podcast for a while now. It's great advice from people in a variety of companies across the ML profession. Also, it's a lot of good, uh, good general personal development concepts that transfer to other parts of their life. And I hope to one day hear from Richard DeVos on the show. So, Sean, thank you, number one. Thank you for uh, sharing. Thank you also for recommending Richard DeVos. We would love to have Richard DeVos on the show. Thank you, thank you so much. And I think you also recommended David Vanderveen, which we have had on the show about uh, a couple of weeks back. So thank you, Sean, for recommend, recommending and the review. And ML Nation, if this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It not just fires us up, uh, but it's also your way of giving back to the MLM community because it allows other people to learn how great, what an awesome profession we're in, right? So the more you leave the reviews, people find it easier and help out fellow MLM uh, compatriots. All right, with that said, let's go to today's show. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fired up to bring a special show, the Purple Episode. So why purple? No, it's not my favorite color, but it's a tribute to the Purple Cow written by Seth Godin, which is one of the best marketing books I've ever read. I read it in 2005, and it taught me how to be different and stand out. You know, the lessons I learned in that book helped me build a six-figure 
passive income business that still pays me today and also helped me launch three successful online brands. So I'm calling the Purple episode as a tribute to Seth Godin, the author, because if it wasn't for that book, I probably wouldn't be where I am today and you wouldn't be listening to ML Nation. And the main lesson from the Purple Cow is that you must do everything to be different and stand out. Uh, so that's why this is a purple episode. It's a little different. It's got a great story of someone who started at age 17, got started in network marketing, had a lot of quote unquote failures, but learned a lot along the way, finally had some, finally had some success, and then used that experience. And some of you entrepreneurs, you may understand this. You want to use network marketing as a launching pad to do different things. And that's what he's exactly done. And now he helps other distributors like you and other business people, entrepreneurs, create their personal brand. So let's go to today's show, the special purple episode. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Leonard Kim. Leonard, are you ready to make it happen? I am. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. I do appreciate it. Leonard Kim is a master marketer. In just three years, he's grown up. Readership, over 10 million plus readers, 250K to get that is 250,000 social media followers. He's been published in Inc. Magazine, Forbes Magazine, Fortune Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, GQ, and much, much more. But how did this guy, this entrepreneur started? He got started in network marketing. Yes, network marketing when he was only 17 years old and then turned that into building a huge marketing empire. Today, his company, he's a managing partner partner of a company called Influence Tree, which is a personal brand accelerator that teaches you how to build your personal brand, get featured in publications, and growth hacking your social media following. Aside from helping people with their personal branding, Leonard is still involved in network marketing. He's a trainer in the MLM profession. So Leonard, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing at 17 years old. Sure. Back when I was about 17 years old, um, one of my friends, uh, she, I think her name was Christine, not 100% sure. She was um, someone I was talking to at the time. She introduced me to this concept of network marketing. And she didn't really say what it was exactly the first time around. Like many people in the MLM phases, they talk about going to a meeting and they talk about going to a different place. So we drove over to a place over in Hacienda Heights. And when we were down there, there was a presentation with someone on stage. He was talking all about this way to transform uh, your life. He was talking about how he was able to retire at some early age before 30. I just sat there and I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. Here I am sitting here 17 years old, completely broke. But I, I like to live like this. I like to drive the cars that they're driving. I like to live the lifestyle that they're living. So I decided that this is something I wanted to do. Um, when I got first started... I mean, it wasn't easy at all. It took about three months before I even recruited my first person. Then after that month, I got about nine. Then I tried company after company. And it was really difficult to really find one that worked. Then um, one one particular company, I believe it was in the uh, liquid nutrition field. And that company, I was able to get like thousands and thousands of followers. Uh, or not followers, uh, downline. That's what they're called, right? <laughs> I was able to get thousands and thousands of downline, but um, that company had some issues and went through, and after that, I decided that I didn't really want to be a member of an MLM company anymore, but then I acquired the skills on how to go out there and get people to join companies, how 
go out there and build your, uh, your personal brand. And I use those same skills I learned from network marketing into training other network marketers how to go out there and portray their brand, portray themselves as the experts in their industry, and build out their empires as well. I see. So you've always been like an entrepreneur at heart and saw network marketing as a launching pad to doing something else. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's touch about when you first got started. You, you had a lot of challenges. Looking back, what were some of the mistakes you made when you first started before you finally made it big? I made every single mistake you can make. Like the first thing that they say in the MLM is when you go home that first day after the meeting, don't talk to anyone because you'll just verbal diarrhea all over them. So I did that. I went out and I talked to every single person I knew and I just verbal diarrhea all over them. And they're like, what? You just joined the pyramid scheme or this or that. And I'm like, it's not a pyramid scheme. And I try to draw out the pyramid and everything. <laughs> so every single thing that I could do wrong, I did do wrong. And it took me, that's why it took about three months until I was able to actually get the first person into the, uh, into my downline because I did every single thing wrong. Like every single mistake you could possibly make, I made. Um, eventually what I had to do is I had to just be like, Hey, let's go somewhere. Let's go eat. And I go take him to eat. And after I take him to eat, I take him to a presentation and people would hate me. So I did every single thing you possibly could wrong. And the list just goes on from there. What was the turning point where things, you started finally having some success? Was it a specific aha moment, something that happened? I don't think it was a specific aha moment. I think it was more me um, sticking around for the long term and just realizing what my mistakes were. Because you can't continue to do something over and over uh, without changing what you're doing. Or it's just like the definition of insanity when you do the same thing over and over expecting different results. So I had to change up my uh, approach every single time. And I changed it a little bit, then a little bit more, then a little bit more. So it was kind of like I was refining my message, refining everything until I got that pitched down. And it also helped that um, because I was able to stick into the platform for so long, um, some of the successful leaders who uh, were doing extremely well with the business, they saw that um, I wasn't someone who was there for just a month and then dropped out of the business. Since they saw my determination, they were like, you know what, we're going to help this guy out. And they put their resources behind me as well. Yeah, because even though things didn't work out, uh, why did you keep going back to network marketing? You said you went from different companies, some of them didn't work out, but you kept sticking with it. Why? Um, one was due to the leadership at those companies because, um, as, as you've probably seen, it's really common for these smaller network marketing companies to kind of fail. So the leadership kind of went from company to company to company, and I kind of followed them around. But then when they moved to the bigger companies, I realized that it was a lot harder to make money fast in a company with like 100,000 distributors in a product as it was to make money in a company with like 10,000 distributors in a service. So after I realized just how hard it was on the other side of the uh, spectrum, that's when I decided to personally get out of network marketing myself as a representative and work more on the lines of someone who helps other people with their multi-level marketing businesses. I see. So, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, one of the things that helped me out was his book, um, Business School. Like he talks about mm -hmm. network marketing is really a business school. Um, and so you've actually used that, whatever you learned. What would you say some of the main skills you learned in network marketing to help you do what you do now? Well, 
I think almost every single skill that I have today, from being able to generate 10 million views on my content to having these social media following, all of this was all formulated based off what I learned from network marketing itself. Like from network marketing, I learned how to sell myself. I learned how to um, edify others. I learned how to pitch. I learned how to um, present myself. I learned how to really just capture someone's interest. And those skills, they it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. Those carry over forever. So I guess you could say that MLM was like my own personal boot camp for life overall. It didn't give me all the skills I needed, but it gave me the foundation I needed to go out there and seek out exactly what I needed to improve upon. Hmm. And now you've been involved in network marketing for 14 years. Uh, I love asking this question because you've been through a lot. What was the worst, worst moment for you in network marketing? I think the worst moment... Um, one of the companies I was working for just went bankrupt. So the paychecks that were steadily coming in, they just kind of vanished overnight. And at the time, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have anything else lined up. And I failed a few times in life with um, network marketing or had companies go under, and I didn't have another source of income. So during that time when that company went under, I kind of felt that underlying fear of, oh, no, what am I going to do? And I had, like, panic attacks. I, I was having difficulty breathing and difficulty sleeping, and it was a very stressful time. To overcome that, I had to take a break and just step out of the situation for a few months and just refresh my mind and get out of that fear because that fear was just like crushing me from my dreams and it was like holding me back and it like kind of crippled me at the time. Mm. Very true. And and I know you said you mentioned uh, your first meeting. You went to Hacienda Heights. Who are some? I know I'm, I know I'm friends with a lot of leaders that grew grew up there. Who are some of the leaders that you worked with back then? Uh, do you know who Tim Hur is? Yeah, definitely Tim Hur. <laughs> Tim Hur is the first guy I saw in the presentation. <laughs> I see. He sponsored you. He had a joke at the time. He was on the stage and he said something like, um, when you're rich, you get to take the fast lane on the freeway. That's the far right lane that no one uses. And you get a pass for using that lane. I think it's called like a ticket or something. <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> You know, I know, I know Tim. We haven't had him on the show yet, but we've had a Cliff Braun on the show. We've had Duke Tubden, uh, Daniel Song. I'm sure you're f- very familiar with those leaders. I worked with Duke. I worked with Daniel. I worked with Cliff Braun, Dave Braun, um, more, more closely with them two than anyone else. Matt Morrow, who you probably um, yeah. worked with before. Um, Julian. Doan, yeah. yeah. You know, it's cool that how you all grew up and like you lived back then you were like literally kids and now you're all successful doing different things. It's pretty cool to see that. How you, but it all started out through network marketing. It did. Oh, and I know Robert Hollis and Robert Hollis Jr. too and probably a few other people, but that's who I remember off the top of my head. Yeah, very cool. By the way, ML Nation, if you're listening to this, all those people that we mentioned like Duke, uh, Cliff Braun, Robert Hollis, they've all been on ML Nation. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast. They all had great trainings. Uh, Julian Doan is another one. You should definitely check them out. Uh, so getting back to you, what would you um, – talk about what you currently do now, Influencer, and like, h- how can it help distributors? Because we know we have to sell ourselves, but what ways should people be selling and marketing themselves? Well, the reason I created Influence Tree, uh, which is a company that I run, is because when I was building my personal brand on the internet, a lot of people reached out to me and they were like, can you mentor me? Can you teach me how you built this empire? 
because um, I went from this guy who no one knew to this person who had like 10 million reads on my content, went from earning like next to no money to making a lot of money and just had all these things in my life just change overnight where I became like a nobody to a respected authority figure in my specific field. And people were like, wow, this guy, he just did it like out of nowhere and they were kind of shocked at what I did. And um, a lot of what I did was really just reverse engineer the same tactics that you learn in network marketing and I put it into real life. <laughs> and it kind of just worked and it worked really well. Um, the reason what I could do for people in the MLM industry is I built up my personal brand to about uh, 10 million reads. I've been featured in all these major publications. I have all these social media followers. But it doesn't really matter what I've done for myself. It matters what I've done for other people. I've helped people set up their own Huffington Post columns. I help people get into uh, different publications. I've helped people hit millions upon millions of views on their content. I've helped people build out their downlines because they turn themselves into thought leaders in their specific space. Uh, what Influence Tree is, it's a personal branding accelerator. In that what that means is I have a course where I teach people step-by-step step every single thing that they need to do to position their brand, uh, create the content that they need to create to, so then they can showcase themselves as the expert, get into publications, get uh, media <clears throat> features kind of like we have right now, and just go out there and just really held themselves as the expert in their field. And what I do for that platform is I have a course online where I teach people step-by-step step every single step that they need to know to go out there and really build out that brand. And I have the testimonials to prove that it actually does work as well. So for a distributor that wants, just say they have no personal brand right now, nothing, mm -hmm. they do have a Facebook profile, what's the first thing they should focus on to enhance their brand? The first thing you need to do is you need to really discover your brand and how people see you um, right now in the exact moment. Uh, what I would do for this is I get a stack of post-it notes. I hand it out to about 20 people you know and maybe 10 people you don't know and be like, write the first thing that comes to your mind and be completely honest and just give it back to me. So then you're going to hand out all these post-it notes and they're going to be like, people are going to be like, oh, I think this person's ambitious. I think they're smart. I think they're good at math. I think they're this or that or that. And when you do that, you get to discover how the world sees you. Because that's the most important part, how the world sees you. If, mm. you. if you don't know how the world sees you, then you can't portray what you want to have come across in the world. And I guess if you don't like what people write about you, then it's time for you to change. It's, time for you to change. <laughs> it's a good wake-up call. Exactly. And if people are writing bad things, then you have to completely reshape everything. But what you want to do is after you figure out what people write about you, you figure out what your strengths and your weaknesses are. That way you could like direct your brand into um, carrying those traits. Like if someone says that you're compassionate, then you want to make sure that you highlight your compassion with your brand. If they say that you're, um, I don't know, like shady, then that's something you probably want to really fix in your own personal brand because if one person's saying it, other people are saying it too. And that way you really get to figure out how you're positioned. The next thing you want to do is you want to figure out a 3-1-3 process. In that 313 process, what you do is you get three sentences. The first sentence is your target market. Your target market is the type of people that you help. Like, for example, I help people in MLM. And then what you do is you figure out what their problem is. So my problem would be um, people in the MLM industry have problems building their downlines. And then you have to create your next sentence, which is a solution. 
And my solution would be I help people who <coughs> um, have problem building their downlines, build their personal brand so then they look successful enough so other people want to join them on their mission. So when you get those three sentences, what you do is you combine it down to one sentence, then you break it down to three words. So one sentence would be like, I help people in MLM who are struggling with the problem of creating a downline, generate the uh, brand authority that they need so they could attract uh, people to them for their own business. Then if I break it down to about three words, uh, what I would do is I would relate it to something else, like a blacksmith, for example. Everyone knows what a blacksmith is. Or a carpenter. So I could be the carpenter of brand building or the carpenter of downlines or something like that. And I really hone in and relate it to something else that someone else knows. So that way, now I have my brand message. And when I start a conversation, it's not like I'm like, hey, Simon, I work for this MLM company. We sell this product. We do this. We do that. We do that. Instead, I'll say three, sen uh, three words to you. Like, I build brands and, or I'm the carpenter of brands or something like that. And you'll be like, what does that mean? And that sparks up a conversation, so you're asking me questions about what I do instead of me going out there and explaining everything I do to you, so then you get scared, you push back, and you don't want to talk to me anymore. That is really good. Hey, you're really good at it. You just made up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can tell you know what you're doing. So what is Leonard Kim's three words? My three words? That's a good question. It changes depending who I talk to. That, that's but a usually, good usually it's uh, the blacksmith of branding. Blacksmith of branding. I like that. Blacksmith of Branding. Really good stuff. And where, where can people learn more about You said you had an online course. Where, where can people learn more about it? Uh, the course is at influencetree.com. That's I-N-F-L-U-E-N-C-E-T-R-E-E.com. On that course, what we do is we have different packages. One is a course that teaches you absolutely everything you need to know. And two is uh, we do half the work for you. You take the course and you do the other half. And three is we do absolutely everything for you. Uh, the one where we do absolutely everything for you is really expensive. So um, it might not be the perfect fit for someone in the MLM industry. Got it. And um, so very cool. I'm going to do a re for listeners out there. I'm going to do a recap of three one three. That's very cool. Three sentences, and then you make it down to narrow it down to one sentence, and then choose three words. Mm -hmm. Right. Really good stuff. Um, talking about uh, just curious about your company. How big is your company? How many people do you have? And like, uh, like it's, it's, I think it's fascinating. You would start from. 17-year-old, get into network marketing. Did you ever go to college? I went to college for a year, then I dropped out. Then I went to back to college for two years, and I got enough credits to get an associate's degree, but um, I don't actually have a degree. Mm, and because, then your marketing, um, you probably know more about marketing than most people who have degrees. I've learned more about marketing in the real world than I have at school. In school, what I learned is like business law, which is kind of important. And like more of the technical type of things as opposed to the creative type things. Mm, definitely. Um, you, you said that before you write down, go back to the post-it notes. If someone writes compassionate down, right, and mm -hmm. that's a strength of yours, how would you, and you want to like position that, and you want to highlight that strength. In what ways can someone highlight that strength? Well, think about it like this. Um, you've seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah. When you look at someone in the um, stockbroker realm after that movie, the first thing you think about is, or the first thing I think about at least is um, Wolf of Wall Street. I see Leo DiCaprio there, and I'm like, wow, that guy's pretty shady. Look what he <laughs> did. And that's the mental image I get every single time I think of a stockbroker. 
And then um, with the real estate industry crash, some people have that same image for um, real estate agents as well and mortgage people. And some people have that towards uh, people in the MLM industry as well. Just because any industry where you're really selling something, you kind of get a bad reputation. Yeah. And when you have a little bit of a bad reputation, it's a little bit hard to overcome that. But now imagine if you painted yourself out as like this compassionate leader who um, – had a family, raises their kids, um, takes care of them, really treats their spouse with a lot of love. And I don't know, maybe they're like 50 or 60 years old and they look like a nice furry little teddy bear. Like they have that soft, friendly feeling to them. That's the type of person that you can really buy into and trust, especially when you're working in an industry like MLM. Because no one really wants to talk to that fast person, snake oiled salesperson who's just trying to get another person into their downline so they can make an extra buck. They're looking for people out there who they could trust and build a long term business with. So if someone says compassion is something that is a strength of yours, that's something you really want to highlight because that separates you out from the rest of the crowd. Because there's not that many compassionate network marketers out there, right? Yeah, definitely. And then I think you said the, you know, you talk about the stockbroker, real estate agent, like anyone that sells. The same thing with mm-hmm. a car salesman. You automatically think of something bad, right? Mm-hmm. So I like I like that. So you're taking the strength and you're actually kind of overemphasizing, overemphasizing that, and that kind of covers up or like removes the doubt or the skepticism when people hear about MLM. Yeah, and I used to sell cars as well, like you mentioned. And back when I sold cars, like everyone. They were so scared to even shake my hand once they walked into the <laughs> lot because they're like, oh, this guy's just going to take me for all I'm worth. And I had to work so hard to build that trust within the first five minutes so they could feel comfortable enough talking to me for the next two and a half hours. Hmm. Um, let's talk about publishing. How do you? What's the secret to getting published? I think it's really impressive. You've been published in Inc. and all these uh, publications. If someone wants to get published, what's, what's the first thing they should do? Well, there's two different ways you can get published. One is as a writer and two is as a featured um, <coughs> interviewee. Um, the easiest way to get published is by writing yourself. And the easiest way to do that is to look at the uh, writing guidelines of every single publication, like Inc. or Entrepreneur, for example. If you read through their articles, you rarely find an article out there that's over 800 words. They're usually in between five to 800 words, and they're usually formatted as lists, like 10 ways to X, Y, Z. So, like, if I wanted to be featured in Inc., and I had no reputation, what I'd probably do is i write up an article like 10 ways to X, Y, Z in my specific niche, and i write that out and put it up onto a website with the content syndication team that works with, like, uh, these major publications. Two of those content syndication networks are Medium and Quora. They have teams out there that scour the content on the site looking specifically for content that they could put into publications. Then what I would do is I make sure it fits into the writing guidelines and looks as close as possible to the editorial guidelines of the publication. So if I wanted to be in ink, I'd do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, one word and maybe one or two sentences describing each word. And then I put it up onto Quora. Then um, their media syndication team is going to look around, and if it's good content, they're going to highlight it and be like, hey, um, is it okay if we uh, republish this in XYZ publication? Hmm. Really good. So um, very cool stuff. I think it probably sounds like a lot of work. It's easier just to work with you to get it done. Yeah. 
Then there's a second way, and that's to become the expert in your specific field so people reach out to you. But then you kind of need a lot of articles out there that already say that you're an expert, or else how is someone actually going to discover that you're an expert in the field? Like every single week, I get about like maybe two or three people who want to reach out to interview me for Huffington Post, for Entrepreneur, for this publication, that publication. And I'm like spending all my time doing interviews all the time <laughs> because um, – like once you become the expert, then everyone comes and reaches out to you. But to become the expert, you have to go out there and you have to write your content first. You have to do your videos first. You have to do your podcast. You have to hop on and get your name out there. Very, very good advice. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you go uh, or you're watching this on the Facebook Live, you can go check out uh, Leonard, Leonard Kim. He actually just you just got published in Inc. Right, Inc. Uh, on Inc.'s website. I'm on Inc. Entrepreneur, Forbes, yeah. Fortune. I don't know. There's just too many to name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I just saw the recent one you had on Inc. Um, really good stuff. What would you? I have to ask you this. On your business page is Leonard Kim, but why on your personal page you put your Korean name? Um, so it doesn't come up on the search engine. <laughs> okay, you're hiding that. Got it. Got it. Very yeah. Good. I just want because I know that's a popular name too. So because no, because I heard a lot about you and it took a while to track you down. To find your personal, and because I, I, I'm Chinese, I don't read Korean, so yeah. So that. <laughs> that, that was intentional, <laughs> so I could, and so I could hide on Facebook. Because imagine if everyone wants to know you, and then you have real friends, and you want to talk about real things in life, and you don't want people judging you. You kind of need a small little place you can hide out. <laughs> And that's the only place I can really hide out because, like, I can't do it on Twitter. I have, like, 110,000 followers on Twitter. Anything I post is seen by way too many people. I can't do it on Instagram. I can't do it on any of my networks. That's the only one I really can. I guess that's the downside, being so famous and so well-marked. I guess. (laughs) Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Hey, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And these could be really short answers. Um, and the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Every passing moment is another chance to turn it around. It's from the movie Vanilla Sky. Uh, another one I have is, no one is absolutely useless. You can always serve as a bad example. Mmm, that's really good. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, One habit is what's really made me successful is habits in itself. Like I used to just go out there and just randomize my life. But once I started structuring it and being like, I need to write one article a day, two articles a day. I need to go take 50 minutes and walk every single day. I need to do this or that. And once I turned those into habits, that's when I became successful. So it's not one habit. It's a lifetime of, or it's uh, three years of habits. Mm. Do you have a specific routines? Like when you exercise or work out or read, do you have any specific routines or you, or you plan your days in advance? I usually walk in the mornings for about 15 minutes. Um, I think of what I'm grateful for every single morning, and I think of at least three to five things that I'm grateful for, and that just sets me up for thinking the right way for the rest of the day. Hmm. Um, I try to take breaks where I walk around. Um, 
I recently quit smoking, so that's not a habit anymore. <laughs> Good, congrats. Thank you. That was really hard. It was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. Well, how, how did you do that? How did you just quit smoking? Because I know people who know it's, what was the first thing you did? What was the mental self-talk? Because I know a lot of people with any habit, it's, it's hard to quit, right? Or start something. What did you do? Um, well, half of it was um, with the medication, but that really just screwed up my personality. It made me less personable. It was, and it doesn't really, it's really bad to mix with alcohol, so I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Um, but two years ago, when I quit the other time around, what I did is I replaced cigarettes with um, potato chips. Mm. <laughs> um, now I'm just trying not to think about it because after I quit the medication, I, I think about it and I just try to distract myself and do other things like um, write or go for a jog or things that would not make me want to smoke. Yeah, it's just replacing that thought with something else. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's a do you have a favorite online resource or favorite app on your phone or online resource like a Dropbox, Evernote, or favorite app you could recommend? I don't think so. No? Okay. Uh, what's on your phone right now? What's the last app you used aside from Facebook? Um, probably the Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Go, yeah. It hey, helps me exercise. It gets you moving, definitely. Hey, yeah, uh, it definitely gets me moving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could be walking longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, it's crazy. Like, one time I did, like, a 5K worth of walking just because I wanted to hatch a Pokemon egg. It was completely ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Um, there's two books I would recommend. The first one would be The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's hmm. a story about um, some uh, Native American religion and it's four simple things if you do these four simple things every single day your life automatically changes it's kind of great but a lot of people don't actually do these four things which makes um, it much easier for people like me to succeed because there's so many other people who aren't doing it and then the second book would be choose yourself by james altucher uh james altucher is kind of like me where he's had a lot of failures and a lot of successes in life and um most of the habits that i picked up in life i uh, acquired from him yeah, I love Altitude. He's an awesome blog. I just love his style. Like, he's very transparent. Yeah. He shows you how he's all screwed up and all that. And it's very transparent. I love his writing, too. Really yeah, great. and that's what people are looking for. Like, so many people display themselves as, like, the ultimate expert, not naming names, but you've probably seen, like, Gary Vee and other people like that where they're like, I'm the best of the best. And, like, they're teaching other people to do that, but um, that's so 2008. Yeah, yeah and I agree. 26 in 2016, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, no, no I appreciate it. That's why I enjoy talking. You tell me, I mean, even the whole uh, quitting smoking thing, that's something that not a lot of people talk about. Like, yeah. you, know, you quit the one time, you replaced it with potato chips. That's not a thing to talk about. But I like it because it makes you feel more real, right? It's like, no BS, yeah. like, this is the real deal. And I think we tend to make people like the superhumans, and people can relate to that because no one's really like that. Yeah, it's just like the uh, textbooks in, the hi in high school and elementary. We read about all these leaders, and they look completely flawless, but then they have all these flaws that no one sees. And when I read about, like, you know, all these, like, presidents in the textbooks, I'm like, there's no way I could ever be president because this guy's perfect, and I'm not. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, really cool. This is really fun. You know, uh, last question is if, if you were to do MLM again, and this is called the million-dollar questions. You ready? The million-dollar sure. question. Imagine you had to do ML. You go back and do MLM again. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? 
So, like, today, with my reputation now, well, or if I had, had no, no reputation? And, and you had no reputation, you kind of, you didn't know anyone. You had zero people, you just, you were kind of alien that went to another planet, but you're all your knowledge and wisdom. What I would do is, much like I did three years ago when I started building out my personal brand, is, um, you, you know the stats, 95% of businesses fail within the first five years, MLM companies fail all the time, people in MLM companies fail, everyone fails, and not that many people actually make it in life. What I would do is I would go back and do the exact same thing I did three years ago, and I would build out my personal brand, because whether or not that huge company out there succeeds or fails, if I build my personal brand, I get to make it to the next phase. So if I have 10,000 downline, and the company goes under, and my huge residual check's gone, I still have my personal brand that I could live off of and take to the next company, to the next company, and to the next company. But if I don't have a personal brand and I go out there and I tie all my success just to one specific company, what happens to that company happens to me. If that company goes under, my resume is completely gone. So, like, you've heard of, like, really old companies that are defunct now, like, maybe, like, two by two, right? Yeah. Yeah, all those like, companies. Very yeah. old buddies back then. Like, imagine you put in all this effort to build out to then went under, and no one knows what it is anymore if you, um, I mean, people kind of remember, but they all remember it failing. When you tie your reputation to the company as opposed to yourself, you, you have no reputation to stand off of. You have no resume to stand off of. So what I would do is the exact same thing I did about three years ago. Yeah, and you've been through a lot of companies that went bankrupt and went under. Yeah. Hey, oh, so what's the first thing you do for your personal branding? What's the first thing you do? Uh, the first thing I did was um, I practiced before, like, I went through those things about how to discover what people think about you. The first thing I did is I practiced writing online. I just went to my Facebook, which had, like, a few hundred friends, and I put up, like, some long posts about my life just to get feedback and see what other people said. And I practiced for about a year. After I practiced for about a year, you can practice for like three months or two months. I just had a year to spare, so I was like, why not? Um, but um, after that, I started practicing publicly. And then I got feedback that was like, oh, you're such an inspiration, or you're doing this right, or this sucks. So that, that um, feedback helped me guide and shape down and narrow down my message. And once I got my message out there, I started to expand, about, expand on it, got a little bit braver, a little bit more braver, and a little bit more braver, and just shared more moments and... Just created a story that people thought was compelling enough to uh, boost me up. Awesome. Super inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Leonard, uh, as we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our, list, uh, our listeners can learn about, connect with you, and learn about your company and what you do? The best piece of advice that I could provide is it doesn't matter where you are today. Where you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be based off all of the decisions that you made. So whether you're happy or whether you're not happy, you have to make that decision to make the change. And if you're going out there to make that change, all you have to do is just take the first tiny step. Once you take that first tiny step, you'll get used to taking the next step, then the next step, then the next step. And who knows, it might have a snowball effect and you'll end up in a far better place than you ever thought you would. Because me personally, I never thought I would be here today on this podcast. If you asked me about three years ago, I'd be like, there's no way this would have ever happened. But here we are, and it's happening right now. Um, in regards to how to reach me, <clears throat> my uh, email address is hello at leonardkim.com. You can email me that, there at any time. The easiest way to connect with me is on Twitter at, um, at Mr. Leonard Kim. And uh, as my as stated earlier, my business website is influencetree.com if you want to work with me or learn from me as well. 
Awesome. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Leonard Kim. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D. It won't be the Korean name. It will be Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D, at the search bar and uh, order Twitter, his Facebook, his email, and the, all the nuggets of wisdom, including Leonard's company, that, how he could help you, will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and in business, you must help others. So, Leonard, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Leonard, and God bless you. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. I do appreciate it. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and do a recap and review for a great show from Leonard Kim. I think this is inspiring. Uh, I think with me and him, just like, because I totally resonate with what he said. You know, I got started in network marketing, and then when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad's, actually not Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki's book, The Business School, uh, you know, network marketing is the business school for people who want to help people, and you really learn the skills that eventually take you to do something else. So maybe some of you who are listening to this, you want to be network marketers for life, which is, I think, awesome. Some of you want to do other things. I think most of you probably want to use this platform to do some, something else, and it's so, so important to work on your personal brand. And the cool thing is when you work on your personal brand, you get to, not only will it help your network marketing business, but it's, it's three things. Okay, Number one, when you work on your personal brand, it's immediately going to help your network marketing business. Go think about it. If you're published or if you've been on a podcast, different things, you can tell your friends about it. right? People will automatically be impressed. They'll be curious about what, what you do. So for me, it's like back in 2004, I started my own websites. My friends or even back then, not many people had websites. But I worked on my personal brand. People were like, what do you do? Right? And then I had my blog in 07. People were like, oh, we have a blog. Immediately, that helped attract a lot of prospects to my business. Uh, the second thing is, because even if they didn't join, they were curious about what I did. Right? And that led to referrals and other things. The third thing, uh, the second thing is that um, it protects you as well. And Leonard, you know, I actually know some of his friends that he got started with. You know, we, we just said some of the names afterwards, uh, from Tim Hur to Dave and Cliff Braun. You know, companies come and go. And that is something that, is, you know, network marketing is just like any company. Sometimes with the leadership, sometimes time change. Um, and you, you, if you a loyal listener of this show, you realize that people keep going back to network marketing because it provides opportunities, right? But instead of starting from scratch, I mean, of course you have your network, you don't have a, you, you're not really starting from scratch, but if you had a following already, personal branding, it makes it so, so much easier because people are following. That's why, you know, you see leaders, sometimes the companies go out of business or they switch companies that you can bring people so quickly because they have that personal branding already. So it really tells you it's not about the company and the products. People buying you. They know you, they like you, and you trust you. And when you work on your personal brand, people get to know you, they like you, and they trust you. And one of the things about trust, and Lender talked about a lot, was being transparent, letting you know that you screwed up. 
You know, being open and talked about that, he failed many, many, many times, right? Being open, even he talked about his smoking. He recently quit, but he had trouble quitting. And he was like picking out on uh, potato. I bet he didn't say picking out, but he was eating potato chips and stuff like that. Talking about that and his challenges. People like that because he shows you you're a real person. That's a tip about personal branding. Like a lot of the bad stuff you're embarrassed about, a lot of times they're the best things for personal branding. And that's why, you know, at ML Nation, I do the behind the scenes episodes where I share about what challenges I go through. Right, so if you're listening to this uh, on Facebook Live, just give me a thumbs up. You like this? It's important. All the bad things that happen to you—they're raw materials for your future success. People want to know that you're real, and that's why they follow you. They don't want to just follow the superhuman, Superman, because they don't exist. Okay. So third, um, third thing about importance of personal branding is that eventually you may want to do other things. Right? You want to do other opportunities, and you know if you look at. You can look at Leonard, you can look at me. You know, I basically used my network marketing business, built a following there, and then launched out there doing, um, I created three separate online brands. We started my Simon Chan page, and then I started ML Nation. Immediately when I started coaching training, I had a following because of network marketing, because I created. People were not just following the company products. You know, I, had a, I had created a personal brand in the company. And that, and that was through my blog, and then my, through my Facebook. That is so important. And later on, you can do other things. So, I launched ML Nation. You know, later on, five, ten years from now, I, I'll always be doing ML Nation coaching and training. That's my passion. But maybe I start another business, like a fourth business, fifth business. But all that starts from your personal brand. And network marketing is a great, great way to build a following like that. So, importance of network uh, personal branding. A couple of tips that Leonard shared was like the 313 process. I love that. Uh, actually, before that, the post it notes. That is really good. If you don't know, it's not about what you think about yourself. It's what he says, how the world sees you. So how does the world see you? How do they see you? And he gave a great example. Give out 20 post-it notes, pieces of paper. Give it out to people, 20 people, and tell them, be honest. Write down one thing that comes into mind. Some may say compassion. Some may say father. Some may say, you know, uh, disrespectful or lack of integrity, lie, whatever it is. Okay, it is the, how the world sees you. It's not what you think of yourself. It's what others see you as. That is how you be marketed. You all have actually technically a personal brand, but how are they seeing you? That's your brand. So you got to know what how the people see you, and then you figure out your strength and you leverage that. So if you, if someone you talked about someone's compassionate, write things that are compassionate, more things. Because another aha moment was in network marketing. Sometimes we are seen. Okay, this is the no BS, no hype truth, right? In network marketing, sometimes you're seen as like a negative light, right? Sometimes people see you a little bit negative because network marketing, because again, anytime something is sold or money is exchanged, people may see that you're, you're you know, maybe even your company's good, but scam you, you have, they're skeptical. That's a better word, skeptical. So you can remove that skepticism instead of seeing you as, oh, he's a vitamin salesperson. He's the oil, you know, the essential oil person. They see you as a compassionate leader or member of the community or as a father, right? Emphasize those things and that actually will kind of cover up or overwhelm the other negative things that people may see related to network marketing, all right? So, I mean, if you're ambitious too, sometimes uh, ambitious and being a follow-up, you know, if they just see you as, oh, you're the annoying networker always following up, but they see you as a father, a compassionate, compassionate mother, a loving mother of kids, a teacher, that makes you more attractive, okay? So it's really good advice from Leonard. Another thing to talk about the 313 process. Write down three sentences. The three sentences, again, number one, what's your target market? Okay, so number two is your problem. And number three, your solution. 
So number one is the target market, who you want to attract. Maybe it's stay-at-home moms. Maybe it's people who are struggling with their weight. Maybe So whatever the target market is, write it down. That's the first sentence. Are these people you're going to help? Second thing is the problem. What's the problem they face? The third thing is the solution. How are you going to provide a solution for that target market's problem? And then you combine them all into one sentence. Okay, and then after from the one sentence, you can be, you know, this will take some brainstorming. Uh, if you can, from, as you can tell from Leonard, he's very good at it. Take those sentence, well, one sentence and make it to three words. So I like the, how you call it the blacksmith of branding, you know, or the carpenter of brands, right? That's really good because that creates curiosity and then people start asking you what you do. Um, really, really good stuff. And uh, let me just see other things. You know, you talk about getting published, you can be a writer or be an interviewee. And the, really the key is creating content. You create content, and Facebook's a great way to do it. What type of content? I've been sharing this in my Facebook Live trainings, and also my coaching. Create content that inspires, educates, and entertains. If you create that consistently, you start creating a following because people want to uh, follow you because you make them feel good or you make them feel smarter. Anyway, I can go on and on. Great show. Make sure you reach out to him. Go to mlnation.net. Search for Leonard and link to his company will be there. You can find out what his company does. You can follow him. Follow him on Twitter. See how he brands himself on Twitter. He's over 110,000 followers there. And uh, you can ch- check him out. So if you like this episode, this is a little different. This is like a purple episode. Let me know. Uh, give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart out there. Uh, Go on the go on the page and give me a comment. Uh, but just a little different perspective. I, I find it very inspiring because entrepreneurs who want to do other things, but network marketing is a great vehicle, it's a launching pad to do other things. So go check it out mlnation.net. Search for Leonard Kim. Okay, Leonard. And second thing is, uh, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot to us. They always help the show get found and share those with the ML community. And let's make it happen, focusing on personal branding. This is an episode that's really good. You can hear, listen to it again. And my name is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.